0: You're listening to a bonus episode of the Apparelist Podcast, where we talk about high level topics that are relevant to the decorated apparel community. Tune in monthly for regular episodes and enjoy this special edition. Welcome, welcome everyone to this special bonus episode of the Apparelist Podcast. The holidays are upon us and many decorators are still cranking out those last minute rush orders. They're still feeling the chaos, but hope is for all of you listening that you're taking some time to enjoy the season in whatever capacity possible. And perhaps this special episode will bring a smile to your face. You can always have it playing and listening in the background while you work. Today, I am sitting down with some of the, quote, OGs of DTG, as this group likes to call themselves. While many people have played an instrumental role in the growth and progress of direct-to-garment printing, Today's guests have not only known each other for quite some time, but they've also seen the technology come into its own from a variety of angles. So without further ado, let's bring in our guests. So joining us today, we'll walk through everybody one by one. We have Deanna Aribe, the Marketing and Training Manager at DTG Connection. Hey there. We also have Eric Deem, Garment and Textile Print Sales Manager at Millcraft. Hi, Cassie. We also have joining us today Gerald Cantalupo Jr., the owner consultant of Breakthrough Clothing.
1: Hey guys. Thanks, Cassie, for having me on.
0: Of course, of course. And we've also got on today Dean Biskin. He's the creative and marketing director at iGroup Technologies.
2: Yo, yo, yo. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. And last but certainly not least, we have Anthony Creek, president and director of Creek Manufacturing LLC. Welcome, everybody. I cannot wait to hear your stories. Um, I'm not going to lie. Deanna gave me a little warning before we recorded this podcast that it could get crazy, which I'm really looking forward to. And in that sense, I'm really curious because it seems like y'all have known each other for quite some time. And tell me about y'all's history. How did y'all get to meet each other? Deanna, do you want to kick things off?
3: We, most of us mainly met on this forum called t-shirt forums. This is like way before we had Facebook groups. This would probably back in like 2011, 2012, you think guys?
2: Yeah, 20, 2012, I think exact. That's when I started well, my print shop. So
4: beans the newbie though. So
5: to the yeah, oh, uh, all right.
0: Well, so tell me about that. Did did most of you, Eric? Maybe you can kick things off. Did most of you start in a shop? Like, what's your, your story?
4: Uh, yeah, I'm, I think that probably all of us at some point in time have ran a print shop. I've also worked with multiple manufacturers, so because of that, we've been, we've had rivalries at the you know on the show floor, and then obviously when the show is over, we're all having a, a drink together and and chatting it up about the industry, which is all, how we've all grown to become such great friends with each other. So and we only have yeah. really nice, polite things to say about each other too.
2: <laughs> Hugs and kisses at all times.
3: Yeah, it's funny, like at a point in time, a lot of us did not like each other. Um, Not because we were competitors. Well, even though they considered me like the new person on the block on the t-shirt form, I actually had an account since like 06 when I first had a printer. But I wasn't starting to get involved with everything because I just got recently hired to a company called Anajet. And when I started doing the marketing coordination, I started answering the questions on there because we just had released a new printer. And, you know, when a new printer releases, there are going to be people, disgruntled people that's going to be complaining. So I had to deflect all of that on uh, the T-shirt forum. And at that time, they're just like, oh, this girl's like an implant. She doesn't know what she's talking about. And then most of them realized like my story that it actually was a printer um before then so then they started giving me respect and that's how we kind of you know became more friends
1: i always liked you Deanna. i don't know if anybody ever said eric that's another case (laughs) but i've known eric out of everybody i've known eric the longest because um as he said he had a print shop and and i had a print shop i'm still running my print shop and all but um me and him both used the same equipment back in the day and that's how we initially met using the famous all-american neoflex version one, you know, but I believe Eric and I, you know, from the beginning, we, we knew we had some knowledge and, and we were making some pretty cool things happen. And as they brought up, Deanna brought up with the t shirt forums, um, we were just always on there, kind of just just helping people and, and giving guidance like that. So yeah, so that's been about, I guess like 12 years.
4: Dean actually purchased my print shop, essentially, Um, when I I actually went to go work for All-Americans. So Dane decided to get into digital at that point, more hardcore. Well, I I had actually
2: bought out a print shop because I come from design. That's my background, graphic design and college for it and stuff and studio life. But I wanted to get hands on. So I bought out a print shop in 012, and then uh, they only had like a 541, which was one of the original direct garment machines from Brother that didn't print white. But then I jumped on the t-shirt forums and started, you know, just being an ass on the forums because that's what I do. But no, yeah. And then in 2013, I think, Eric, uh, I bought he, – he was closing down his shop to go work for a manufacturer, and I bought that. And then, yeah, the Neoflex
4: and Gerald and, yeah, we all tied back that way. I think one of the big things that sets us apart um, – Is In the screen printing world, everything is a big secret and nobody wants to share their techniques. And Deanna and Gerald and Anthony and myself, we've all been very forthcoming with what we've learned. Except me. I keep all my secrets still. You do. Very close to the chest. Because you're learning from us still. Oh, okay. That is truth. That is truth. (laughs) You know, but I mean, it, it would be to the point to where we're getting so bombarded with you know not even customers but just people in general you know reaching out for for questions and we set the tone to to change a little bit of the way the market ran because what do i care what somebody's doing in Des Moines Iowa if I, if i'm doing something in Indianapolis and i'm able to figure out a process or a technique or a specific brand of garment or or what have you and i share that information all that's doing is elevating the entire market uh, instead of Keeping all that so tight to the chest, where now all of a sudden the marketplace stays stagnant. We're in a very fast-growing marketplace. Um, I mean, look at what's happened in just the last—I mean, look at ten years. I mean, we've gone from Epson, you know, off-the-shelf hacked-together printers to now multi-million-dollar direct-to-garment printers. It's—it's pretty phenomenal to see happen, and I think that is something that we all have brought to the table, and I think that's something that the camaraderie we have is because of that. Cause we're all very giving in, in that way, at least. I still get people that ask me
2: questions about NeoFlex stuff to this me day.
4: Too. That shows I get, I get mm-hmm. approached about the NeoFlex.
1: Dude, I <laughs> I still have two NeoFlexes and I still believe it's one of the best machines ever created <laughs> on the planet. Oh God. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, but like with, with, with what, you know, Eric and Dean saying, you know, being at the industry so new, right? Like us helping another person, you know, especially say on the t-shirt forums where it all kind of started there, there's just so little people doing it. When I got into DTG, there wasn't another DTG shop within one hour of me. Like it That's was true. like, I don't, I don't care helping somebody else. It's such a small industry and it's still, it's still small. I mean, clearly there's way more screen print shops than there are digital shops, but there has been a great growth. And I think that has to do with, you know, the amount of help we put out there. Cause you know, back in say 2010, 11, 12, when I was getting into it, I mean, Eric, you can comment on this, you know, there was probably a 35% to 50% people who bought DTG, tried it for three months, six months, a year, and then said, I'm throwing this away. All it did was cost me money. And now I'm not getting back into it. And, you know, maybe now they're back in because brother created a machine and Epson created a machine and so forth. But it's like, yeah help these people you know help people let people grow keep the industry alive if we don't help anybody the industry is going to die and then we're not going to have much business and you know everybody's going to have their own kind of little things anyways like there's things that i do here that i tell people hey if you do this it might look better and they still don't do it so i mean there's things that i do there's some little secrets i keep you know i ain't gonna lie like i gotta have my little i gotta have my Uh little tricks and stuff like that here but the ghost for real game changer right there. And, uh, but yeah, like it's like, I mean, help other people, let them grow. There's a numerous round of people that I helped who then were like, Hey, I'm backed up on orders. Can you help me print? And I got print Mm -hmm. jobs from it. You know, it's like, I I believe in that karma and helping others and it comes back. So
2: yeah. That mentality, that mentality is exactly what I do here with my new position because You're right, we help keep the industry alive, keep the advancements going. It's like DTG gets a bad rap and it's mainly because of pre-treating and pre-treating never got the forefront and the, the shining star that it needs to be from the jump. I mean, Gerald, you were saying that there were people in the beginning that bought a machine and got right out of it. There's people still to this day that buy brand new printers and get into it, get in over their head because they don't know what they're doing they're they're sold a a story of hey take a picture press print you're good to go True. like it's yeah. that easy
4: and then True. they realize
2: oh there's steps to this and there's more to know so by offering information offering help offering horror stories and guidance and stuff it just helps the industry get a better foundation and be more stable to get larger in the future so well
4: i think what's interesting is that my In my role now, I work with a lot more industrialized commercial paper printers that are diversifying into the apparel space and DTG is a great way for them to take on those walk-ins that on demand that web to print that they're used to kind of doing some of that stuff already with their digital copier type of machinery but you know we have to go into it in a consultative manner it's not a transactional process it's with with some of the other you know like with with what dean does and um and what with what some of the stuff that uh anthony does it's very much a i need i need a bottle of pretreatment you ship them a bottle of pre treatment I need ink, we ship them some ink. I need to know exactly what your plans are, how you're gonna use the equipment, where's your shop gonna be set up at? Do you have proper climate control? Do you have all of these other factors in place for you to be successful? Because if if all we're doing is selling the box, which is what's been the, the status quo for years, we're never going to really advance okay. and, and, and grow the way that the marketplace should grow. Is when I do put machinery in some of these large commercial industrial, um, digital shops, they think, well, I know how to print. Well, you know, you know, you know how to load paper into tray number five, tell it that you need 15 copies and for a saddle stitch and hit go. And there's so much more involved when you're printing with textiles. And I think that people take it for granted. And so when we start doing a lot more, um, you know, consultative level of service and training, that that's what sets people apart and being successful or not being successful. They go to the trade show, they see the glitz and the glamour, they see the smoke and the flames, and they think, oh, I can do that. And and it looks easy. And once you get to our level of of experience of loading and unloading machines and knowing what to do and how things operate, any of us can walk up to any DTG printer and produce a a show quality level print because we understand the actual mechanics and physical processes involved in what we're looking at. And a lot of people don't want to train on that. They don't want to talk about that. They're afraid that that's going to scare people off because this is commercial printing equipment. This isn't this isn't a cricket from Hobby Lobby, as much as people want to pretend like it is. You know,
2: and I think well, it's like the the companies that do sell. So their focus is selling the box, right? That's a one-time sale, probably with high profit margins, which is great. But if they get burned out or don't know what the hell they're getting into, any consumable sales or residual profits from them is out the window. And it's it's like you're shooting yourself in the foot. And then you also are setting up a bunch of people who think they get the overall picture that DTG is not where it's at. It's It's a broken process where it's actually often comes down to the training is broken or the proper understanding of what exactly you're getting into has been broken.
3: Right. Like, you know, I'm a training manager now and you know, it's frustrating. I, I spent hours with a customer more than the initial training. I do follow-up trainings and some of them still, it doesn't stick. And then they start to blame the company, but really a lot of it is because they don't want to listen or they end up going online looking for help <laughs> rather than, you know, asking the manufacturer directly. And, you know, I'm, I'm completely all for peer to peer help. Like, it's something actually close, really close to my heart. Cause mm. when I owned a printer back in 06, um, all I had was a t shirt for him. Cause uh, I had the same printer as Anthony. We had a T jet, like one of the very first printers that came out. There was like no training. My dad was cheap. He didn't want to send me out to Arizona. So I had to watch like a video and I kept falling asleep through the video because it didn't tell me anything. And I had to figure it out for myself for two weeks. And then, you know, as time progressed and they, the company dissolved, I believe it was like less than like two or three years afterward. And so there was absolutely like no help. Like they shut the doors. It was completely gone. And all we had was the forums. And during that time, um, I had a virus on my computer. So I lost like a patch for the software. And I went on the forums. I was pleading with people like, hey, you know, all I need is this patch. Can someone send it to me? And like nobody helped me. And that was the only reason why my printer went down and I stopped printing for myself after then. And so, you know, when I worked in Anija and Rico, it was really important for me to help people. And, you know, a lot of you guys can agree with me, we have lost a lot of sleep, helping people off hours, (laughs) it was like, it's a 24 hour job. And people don't understand that. And we do that out of the goodness of our own hearts, because we don't want to see other people fail, you know, Mm -hmm. and then sometimes, you know, newer people that join the group like, oh, who do these people think we are? We're not trying to say that we're better than other people, we're just trying to be out there because we want to be that voice for people who don't have one or who are looking for one.
1: I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest and say I am better than other people at PTG printing, so <laughs> um, That's I what will you say that. Know, I Jesus.
2: And we thought eric had a big head come
3: on i now. mean
1: shut up
2: dean
4: I, he's the self-proclaimed
3: know. champ so i
1: mean i i mean i do have like a decent amount of like can you prove
4: that right? because i don't see anything on screen that well, shows, okay so like, the, the bell i don't see anything i don't see any printing dude, i'll go get it right now bro. You.
2: i'll go get it okay right so now.
4: so i will admit though
2: out of out <laughs> of all of us here gerald does print the most
0: Anthony, but, tell me about you know. where you're at right now. You you still doing a lot of printing? That's what I'm hearing.
5: Yeah, I do a lot of nonprofit stuff. Uh, oh. a, a customer of mine, um, uh, they have uh, a foundation that helps people out with uh, with drug addiction. So I, you know, I oh. I do the printing for him, and just just little stuff, uh, family and and friends and stuff like that. I don't I don't really do commercial printing anymore. It's just too tedious, and you know. People want uh, to to use some type of photo off of their phone that needs to be edited all kinds, <laughs> and they think We're that free. I still have the time to do all that. Come and sit down for three hours and make twenty dollars off one shirt. Yeah, it just doesn't uh, it doesn't add up anymore.
4: I think that's starting to get better though, right? I mean, now that we have you know with like Printavo, and we have a lot more shopping cart experiences that have a lot of built-in, even like you know um, Printify and stuff like that, where there's a lot more for the end user to do on their own without wasting our time because it's the same problem before, right? I mean, it was it was come over with a bar napkin with shit written on it. Here's what I want <laughs> here. Put this here. I need three yeah. shirts by noon. <laughs> and it's like, you're, okay, it's gonna be $300. I charge, you know, $20 a, a, you know, a minute to do graphic art. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, no, no, I don't want that. Well, then, you know, bring me, bring me quote camera ready art and, and we'll print it for 10 bucks a shirt. Now with AI, I mean,
2: AI and DTG are symbiotic. In, Dude, and some of the next, stuff in yeah, the next oh, three yes. years is going to be incredible. It's yeah. it's it's awesome. It's a great... I mean, and DTG in general is st- such a baby. Like, it, it, the industry itself is growing. And I, I like where it's going nowadays. It's getting there. It's still not... Well, I think it's
4: changed tracks. Yeah. But, you know, but
2: the artwork side of it with AI, uh, it's just... I'm so excited for what the future holds. And you have everybody talk, oh, DTF's killing DTG and blah 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 Like yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. All right. We'll we'll yeah. see what happens in a couple of years. I see a lot of
5: people uh reverting back to DTG again. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah, you know, people people see like, oh no pre-treat, so let me do that because pre-treating does suck and and a goal you know, what the different pre-treat companies would be. Let's create something that is like, has a very big window. It doesn't stain. It's very easy to use. That's always been like the goal, but all these people just jumped to DTF and you know, DTF's fine. You're doing a sleeve print, you're doing a hat, maybe a left chest, but you know, I don't have one. I do some DTF when I'm doing like sleeves or like little neck tags or something, but every one of my like fashion clients that have like a retail store, I'm like, Hey, tell me which one you like better. And everyone is like, please don't ever send me DTF. That is like, I'm never going to put that in my store. It just, it, it works for your, you know, six year olds birthday party t-shirt and, and a onesie and stuff like that. But to be like, yeah, that's all we're going to do and send out to, you know, your customers that need work shirts and stuff. Like it's just not the feasible. It's not a one stop, one stop shop, you know, like, you can still do so much more, I believe, with the the DTG part of it.
4: Well, they serve two different purposes, right? I mean, that's why, you know, we sell we sell Epson DTG and we sell Mamaki DTF because Depending on what again, I go back to the consultative aspect of things. Like we we know as pros in this and OGs, right? We know what should be used for which service. So if your core business is print on demand, somebody's walking in with a flash drive and wants five shirts for the family reunion this weekend. We're not going to DTF that. Because we have to run 10 linear feet of film. It's a gang run process. It's not designed for for onesies, twosies at, at a, in an on-demand model. It's also not designed, in my opinion, I don't like it on cotton. I mean, you guys have probably seen it too where you get too much mm-hmm. puckering and stuff. But, you know, Gerald, to your point though, I mean- it does open up the opportunities for getting into the athletic wear, being able to do mm-hmm. names and numbers much faster for baseball teams or what have you. Those those things are gigantic compared to what it is for a, a DTG shop to be able to do. So, you know, when we're talking with shops, it is definitely a which road do we go? Well, I want DTF. Well, why do you want DTF? Well, because I don't have the DTG or I don't I don't have the pre-treat. You still have to powder it. You still have this big oven. You still have all these other yeah. Factors at play that don't necessarily come into the conversation. And they're like, oh, shit, I didn't know about all that. And then they mm-hmm. realize that, oh, this you mean I can't. So uh, people always get hung up. They forget about the fact and they it, it's not talked about. And I know that we probably lose sales because we're much more honest about it because yep. I don't have to sell you a box for us to keep the lights on. Right, so I'd I'd much rather sell you a solution that you're happy with and I don't have to hear you complain that I gave you something that wasn't going (laughs) to fit your needs. So we really go through and diagnose what is their actual end game. And when somebody says, well, they forget about the fact that when you print a DTF print on a roll to roll, that very first print that comes off that machine, it takes takes an hour or whatever to get all the way through the oven and to the other end where you can actually use it and apply it as a transfer. So what are you going to do? So if you don't have any more jobs to do now, what? You're going to waste ten feet of film. You're going mm-hmm. to try to. I mean, it, it, it's not efficient in that way, and that's where DTG comes into play, and or do it cut sheet DTF, yeah, you know, with your DTG printer. <clears throat> not it,
5: not only it, that, but they don't people don't like to pre-treat. Well, there's a post-treat, and that's the powder. So right. you know that that totally knocks that one out too. It,
4: doesn't save
2: any steps. It's the same. Oh, the, the, the steps are the same. But My whole thing is... It does is,
4: open up for more application. There's, it does. There's no doubt about that.
2: But but direct to direct to substrate is always going to be the preferred method, r- regardless of what you're doing. The whole process of transferring just, again, is another step. It's a whole other level of variables.
5: If you don't have any uh, color profiling experience, you're going to get colors coming out totally messed up and and off way off you're not going to be able to hit you know the colors you want to so it it poses all kinds of problems and that equipment to do the profiling is very expensive and time consuming and for a newbie it's almost impossible
3: yeah like i see like people in like the facebook groups nowadays they're like saying you know people are leaving dtg and Droids you know to go to direct a film you know i don't want to say it online but it's like well it's because those people failed in dtg you know and Correct. that could also be, that can also stem from a training problem to begin with or you know they were also oversold something that they were not capable of you know of taking care of you know well
4: but, how many times have you guys and I, I know before you worked for you know DTGC Deanna you were mm-hmm. independent like I was before I went to Millcraft and people would buy machinery and obviously you've always been on the Anajet Rico side of things and I've always been on more of the Epson brother side of things. Right. But people would buy a machine they go to a trade show they buy the equipment they get the machine gets shipped. They they watch a few videos and they think that the world is coming to an end. They can make in all these payments. They can't produce a quality print. Mm-hmm. They called me. I come down and 20 minutes later, we're producing show quality prints because they didn't understand the processes. And once they mm-hmm. understood it, I mean, it's hugs and kisses and high fives. And oh my God, you saved the baby from the drown. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. How
2: I really feed your ego there, huh? Eric? No, shut up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, but you I mean,
5: we are very helpful. Huge
4: though, that training is gigantic yeah. for their success. People will think yes. that, oh, I got a piece of crap printer. You bought an Epson. You didn't yeah, buy a piece good. of crap printer. Yeah. You know, there's hold on, there's something else going on here other than you think that you were sold a bill of goods. I, I you know. I, I, no there's something else going on. so let's figure out what the process is i mean we've had i've had shops that i've gone into they've they've complained about they were sold a machine that said that we could do 20 shirts an hour i'm just using that as an example well and they only get 10 shirts an hour out of it and they start complaining about it when i walk in i realize whether well, heat press is on the complete other side of the shop their treatment machine is on another side of the shop, and they're walking around with wet shirts for two minutes every single print it's like you guys understand that you've just lost hours out of mm-hmm. your day of production because you didn't have the, the, the shop set up properly.
2: It it is. It's it's always like all of the information is never provided at the beginning, and and I think we all we all come into play to fill in those gaps because we have the experience. We've been in it so long, and now we sort of have insider information to share and say, hey, you know, you were sold the idea of press print make money. Well, yes, it can technically be that simple, but there's all these other factors that you have to consider. So let's talk about those and then you will feel a lot more comfortable and more successful in what you're doing.
3: Yeah, so, I mean, well, I get
2: phone calls all the time. Like, I, I can't even tell you how many times people have called and said, wow, I just learned more in this 10, 20 minute conversation than I did in all of my training when I actually bought the equipment, et cetera. In an ideal world, and I think as the industry gets older and goes on, training like that, people will realize, hey, we need to set these people up a little better and have them understand more so that we're not getting so many phone calls or we're not getting so much bad feedback and all the negativity out of it. You know, where it is now, it's, yeah, it's still new and people are out there just wanting to sell the box and we're in there to try to fill the gaps.
4: And it's the Wild yeah. West with DTF right now. And I think right. that all of us, you know, when we've all done like Printing United, we've all had booths at Printing United. And and so much of what's going on when people walk into our booths is that one of them, they, they might know one of us or they've heard about one of us or, hey, oh, you're so-and-so. Okay. They've seen our name on Facebook or on YouTube or whatever. And then half the, I mean, we'll spend hours talking to them about their shop. It's not Mm -hmm. even about our product or what we do. It's helping them understand how to be more successful with what they've already gotten. That's something that they're not going to get from other people. I think that, you know, the core group of us here are, are pretty good about, about doing that. And I think that's what kind of sets us apart and why we all get along so well.
3: Right. I mean, not to toot my own horn, but like the main reason why DTGC hired me was because, you know, I'm a good trainer and, you know, I, as many as as you know, um, as a side business, I offer post training for RICO customers who did not get sufficient training to begin with. And then I get paid to retrain them on how to use their machine and their software. So, you know, it's such a big thing that customers sometimes they don't quite understand. I've Mm -hmm. done so many trainings where their eyes will gloss over after 10 minutes. You know, I've had some people quit halfway, you know, and, then you know, I have to keep encouraging them, you know, we got to keep trying, you know, and we have a new print so just been out for a few months called X2. And, you know, with that, I have my success rate, is a lot, our success rate is a lot higher because, you know, again, I spend hours and hours with the customer training them rather than just sending them off after 30 minutes.
5: You know, when they're actually paying attention to you instead of like looking you in the eyes and then thinking about like 20 million other things and not really paying attention to you. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're talking to somebody and, you know, they're looking at you, but they're not listening. You know, I I can't I can't tell you how many setups I've done with printers and like I'll call them out. I'm like, hey, you're not really here. You're you're present, but you're not really here. So a lot of this stuff is going to go out out one ear and out the other. And you're not going to retain any.
4: Getting trained by some and I'm not it's not just us. And I mean, there's we have other colleagues that we all know very well that, you know, would be just as OG in this space. I mean, like like Jared Hill. Okay. You know, another super great guy. We all love him Um, and worked side by side with him. And to be trained by any of us um, should not be taken lightly. Uh, It's not like we've just hired somebody off the street that doesn't know anything. They're rereading an SOP that was built by somebody else. We all bring real world experience to the table, and I think that is gigantic to people as being able to retain and understand what we're talking about, Um, because we are able to give them some of those those tricks that Gerald and I know, and Dean knows, and Deanna knows, and Anthony knows that that they're not going to be able to to get just from watching a YouTube video, Um, and and I think that that's invaluable. And I charge for it. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't when somebody's buying a machine from us. if, If training is out of their budget, then don't buy from me because I don't want to deal with, you know, the lack of your productivity. I don't want to have to, you know, hear you. I didn't know how to use it. You didn't teach me. But then like for Dean, you know, and I'm sorry, I'm speaking for you, Dean, but situations will happen with like, with like, with him selling pretreatment. You'll get a phone call. Hey, Dean, I've got this new Hanes Nano shirt. So aqua blue, how much pretreatment do I use? (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, let me start asking some questions. Right,
4: But I mean, you you know, know? It's, it's like, these are impossible questions. I mean, they're people, they expect you to have this catalog of now. like we bring, we, I can only tell you the foundations to build from, and then you have to build your own workflow and your own, your own catalog around now, teach yeah. you what you need to know to be able to diagnose and figure out what's happening. But you can't just call me and say, Hey, AS color just released a new, co- you know, s- style. What do I do? I have not printed on every single color of every single brand to know every exact setting it, with the rip software and with the, with the pre-treatment machine. It, it's insane, but they get, and they get, they get really upset when you don't know. Well,
3: then also Whoa. that's how, that's how we end up getting taken advantage of, you know, like I, I've had many conversations with Anthony about this. Like people start messaging you like they're your, you're their personal tech, personal slave. You give a little and then they just take more. Right. And like, I know, like I've had to change my own personal business model own personal life. Yeah, you know, I feel I feel for these customers, but then again, like some of them, they're texting me like 10 o'clock at night asking me for help. Oh. You know, and then I feel yeah, like if I, I feel like I don't give help the them. Out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, social media. It's like social, I can wake up. Three yeah, I wake too, up know? and you know you get there's like 10 Facebook messages of of like work related you know pre-treatment questions. Like, I come on, like you know. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I you know it I makes tell it hard. people. I tell people like in this industry, as as you guys have been talking about with training and everything, one, I think a major issue is everybody, not everybody, but a lot of trainers that go out there and set up machines, all they are, are technicians. Like they don't know how to print shirts. And I've been seeing a lot in some groups of, of people asking questions. And I literally say to them, is your machine new or used? Oh, it's new. Did somebody set it up for you? Yeah, a guy set it up for me. Did he teach you anything? Like, you don't even know how to clean your your capping station. You don't even know how to <laughs> like shake your inks or something. Like, so I think like. people that are just been hired as technicians and and they don't have that experience. Like Eric was saying, like with all of us, how we we all know how to print, and then we all know how to repair you know we it. all uh, yeah, yeah. And, and and repair it. We we understand the products we're using, and what I also tell people is like, look, DTG is very easy to do but it's hard to master like it's very easy to take a shirt spray pre-treat dry it print it and dry it whether it's going to look good or not that's up to you how much time do you want to spend building your company you you started a, a business you're the owner you have to keep on advancing your knowledge too many people are like well i just want this throw this and make money in any business that you're doing, you want to build houses, you want to be a bricklayer, you want to be software engineer, whatever it is, you have to continue to educate and learn. And, you know, when I started in this, and clearly Diana actually started before me, because I was in 2008 when I started, even though there was like t-shirt forms and stuff, there wasn't like valuable, like knowledge on how to do everything. So I just started buying literally thousands of dollars of garments And I said, what's going to happen if I spray 10 grams of pre-treat, 20 grams of pre-treat, 30 grams of pre-treat, and just testing all these different ways, looking at what shirts reacted certain ways and what ink settings am I going to do? And And I do believe that's where I kind of started to gain a lot of knowledge because if something didn't work, I then would remember, okay, yeah, when I did when I did this aqua blue color, I also had an issue similar to the sapphire color. And what did I do? And nowadays, it's just too much of, hey, I just want to load a shirt. And I just want to print and make money and not think about why could an issue be happening? You know, what can I do to fix it and how to continually, you know, grow a company that I'm starting with everybody moving to like multiple industries and and, you know, me being blessed and able to work with some manufacturers and work with some pre-treat and ink manufacturers, I got to learn more of how that product was made. So between that and the knowledge of, you know, just physically printing and and why certain shirts do certain things, it's like really understanding now when somebody has an issue. Speaking about with with what, what Deanna said, like getting messages at like one in the morning, it's like, I love that you want this training but please like it's like 9 to like 8 p.m. maybe you know we'll give you help and and do the best we can but there is some stuff you got to just do on your own you got to spend some time educate watch some videos hopefully the videos you're watching are of knowledgeable people and and not and and just but can my thing is continually to learn like educate yourself you know Take notes when stuff doesn't work out, so you, you know what things work and what things, you know, don't work in the future.
4: You're going to ruin shirts.
1: Yes, yes. And
4: people need to accept that. So,
5: and you're going to yeah. waste uh, money on ink
4: and pre-treat. It's the learning curve. <laughs> it's just part of the game.
0: Perhaps, guys, I hate to cut this conversation short, but perhaps that's a great place to stop, and then we can we could even maybe pick this up for a part two. Um, but what I'm getting from all of this is. People need to pay attention. They need to learn. They need to invest in their education. Um, And right now I'm going to give a a shameless plug. Deanna has written an article for us. She has put together some content for Apparelist. So you can go to apparelist.com and find it. All of these guys who are on the show today just a wealth of knowledge. So if you check the show notes that are provided below, we're going to share some information of resources, places that all of you listeners can go to find more information and connect with the right education and the right training and make sure to get you set up to be successful and direct to garment. But for now, we have to wrap the show, guys. So I just want to say huge thanks to all of you. Um, This has been an incredible episode.
4: Thanks, Cassie. It was thank wonderful. You so yeah, yeah, thank, thank you so much. Yeah. I'm Thanks down for an, an episode fun.
2: too.
0: Me too. Absolutely. You know, I'm just H- thinking, I'm people like, bring you know questions. what? Part, part, two, yeah. part two, part two, part two, part two with everybody individually. I mean, like, let's, let's just go. Like, I love it. I love it. So um, anyway, head on over to a We've got tons of good information, tons of great content for all of you looking to continue your education. We connect you with experts like Deanna, Eric, anthony gerald and dean to make sure that everybody is set up for success so until next time thanks
5: for listening